You're listening to Wordslinger Podcast episode 125, Dirty Deeds with Armand Rosamilla. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Wordslinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. That's right. If you've gotten lost from the guided tour, you are now listening to the word slinger podcast. <laughs> so how's everybody doing? I am, uh, I'm just kind of chilling right now. It's been a busy, man, this has been a busy week. Um, there's a lot going on now. I, I've, I sort of announced some of this, uh, last week. If you tuned in to the very end of the episode, you heard some announcements. Uh, and, uh, I think I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> it's my way of getting you to listen into the end there. Um, so maybe I will, maybe I'll do it. I do actually have something I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pimp at the end, uh, part of the housekeeping stuff. Um, but for the most part, What's going on is uh, I'm doing kind of a I'm, I'm re-examining words on your podcast in light of some things that have happened uh, in my life in uh, my wife my wife's life that's a tough thing to say uh, the wife the life of my wife <laughs> very tough to say um, we're so uh, long story short um, Kara my wife my beautiful wife came to me uh, a, a week or so ago couple of weeks ago, I think. And, uh, she said, you know, she was interested in, she wanted to do something. She was, uh, she had become intrigued by the idea of affiliate marketing. And, uh, you know, I've done some affiliate marketing and I I know a a bit, uh, I know enough, uh, to be dangerous really, but there were things I wanted to do. Uh, there were things, strategies I had in mind that I had never gotten around to. So her taking an interest in it, uh, was, was kind of a kick in the pants for me. I, there's things that I've promised over and over and over again. <laughs> if you've, <laughs> if you've listened to the show for any length of time, there's some things that I've promised, uh, in regard to the show that I've just never gotten around to. Uh, I never made them a priority. And so I never got them done. Um, I kind of fell into that rut of, you know, everything works well enough. So, uh, let's not mess with it. Um, not a good place to be, honestly, <laughs> and not what I, when I recommend things to, uh, to people, to authors or whatever, I, you know, I wouldn't tell them, you know, get to a point where you're good enough and then stay there. Uh, maybe get to a point where you're good enough and launch <laughs> and, and publish and, you know, take, take that first dramatic step. But, um, you know, I wouldn't tell you to just stay there forever. You should always look to improve what you're doing. Um, the Wordslinger podcast has been a big influence. I think I, I've, I get emails. I've gotten, man, I've gotten so many emails in the past week alone, uh, emails and people popping in on, uh, Facebook messenger, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Twitter, just tell me they heard an episode recently. They really appreciated you know, the content, they were very, um, excited about things. And, and, you know, all this kind of feeds, I, I, I do believe in certain, uh, like the law of attraction and that sort of thing. I do believe this, uh, that, you know, you attract things into your life. And I think that, you know, recent shifts in what I've been doing, uh, focusing sort of on developing a, a more disciplined way of thinking, I think that's been drawing some of this stuff to me. So, Here's what's happening. Uh, the shorter version <laughs> is that I'm I'm retooling Wordslinger podcast. Not, don't worry about uh, you know the content changing or anything. It's still about finding that behind the scenes story, uh, talking to authors and entrepreneurs, getting getting you useful information. Uh, you know, basically I'm following my my mission statement, which is to uh, tell stories that inform inspire educate and entertain and that that's uh, that's been at the heart of this from the start but it's been evolving as i go and i'm i like that and i want that to continue to evolve so here's here's the deal i am um, i'm finally getting around to building the dedicated website for <laughs> for wordslingerpodcast.com this is me making public commitments by the way something i don't like to do <laughs> but uh, i am building the website 
So eventually, uh, soon, I think, as soon as you go to, whenever you go to wordslingerpodcast.com, you'll actually be able to go to the dedicated page uh, where there will be some some features, some cool features you'll dig. I'm going to add some stuff as I go um, over time, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm kind of getting off the ground with some really initially very cool features. Um, refining how some of the things work. The biggest thing I'm running into right now is uh, getting all the old episodes onto the new site. Um, I may have to... There, There's no easy way to do that with Squarespace, unfortunately, uh, which I think is dumb. <laughs> if anyone listening works with Squarespace, has any influence with Squarespace, um, lacking the ability to transfer blog posts and podcast episodes from one website to another within that same environment that's a that's a dumb thing <laughs> get on that fix that um but i'm working around it so that's one of the things i'm working on you may have noticed the new uh cover art the the really cool logo and everything um which i i like much better i finally managed to update it on itunes uh figured out what the problem was there uh very picky about the specific size of that artwork iTunes <laughs> has to be 1400 by 1400 and they won't accept anything larger or smaller uh, they'll just continue using the old artwork which is why the entire t- this entire time it's been like the original artwork <laughs> where everywhere else it was different but uh, much better artwork you can see my beautiful mug on the uh, cover there um, I'm I'm linking everything under uh, the same sort of branding as what I do uh, with my writing because um, I do, this is, I, you know, I changed the name of the show slightly. It's actually now, uh, it's, you know, the long version is best-selling and award-winning thriller author Kevin Tumlinson's Word Slinger podcast. And that's, that's not how I'll ever announce it anywhere, but that's what the logo art says. So, um, there's more of a focus on, uh, pointing out to people that that's what I am and who I am. So there is that, um, I'm adding a few features. Uh, we're going to have a pretty robust resources page, which I've kind of got cobbled together on the, uh, on my home page right now, but I, we can do better <laughs> and I need to get it out of that environment anyway and make it something a little more focused on you guys. Uh, you're going to find some great tools there. I can't wait till that's, that's together. Um, so that, that's how things are going. Um, I'm going to, <clears throat> I'm already working on this. I know I've said it a million times, but I've, uh, now it's actually on the list uh, and I'm being nagged to do it by my wife. So that means it'll get done. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to retool the uh, Patreon uh, campaign, the re- Patreon page. Um, that's going to take a little time, I, I'll be honest, because there's, there's video involved, there's tiers I have to build. I have one in mind already that I think you're going to dig. Uh, I think I announced this actually. I'm doing something called the Wordslinger After Show, where uh, after the after the call stops with these interviews, I, I start it back up again and I, I ask a couple of questions for five to ten minutes, and uh, we get a whole different uh, you know we get a, a bit of extra content. So that'll be one of the tiers you can buy into. So I'm excited about that. I'm I'm we're we're learning, man. We're doing some stuff. I think you're gonna dig it. I've also got a uh, whole thing i'm pulling together called uh hashtag kevin quotes kevin (laughs) which let's get that trending um and it's you know the little quirky weird things i say that i you know people laugh at or whatever uh sometimes they're not funny sometimes they're they're more about inspiration uh but i started gathering those up you may have if you're if you follow me on facebook you may have seen me ask about this but if i've ever said if there's ever been a turn of phrase that i've said uh, that you thought was interesting in some way, funny or inspirational or, or whatever, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know about it because I'm gathering those up. Now, part of that is a dedicated Twitter feed with that hashtag. Um, and the idea is to, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's about pointing people back at um, my work. But uh, I'm also planning to pull together some merchandise around these things. Um, just fun stuff, you know, t-shirts, coffee mugs, that kind of thing. So, uh, you'll be able to, you'll be able to pick some of that up soon. So these are the tentative plans. They're not tentative. These are the plans. Uh, these are the plans that are in the works right now. I've got a huge major like checklist of things. Kara and I sit down, uh, once a week, have a little business planning session, go through all that. 
<laughs> take take a look at what's uh, what's working, what isn't. Um, you know, add stuff. You know, which is kind of you know scope creep, but we we're we're, we're managing it, and um, I think you're going to see some big huge benefit come out of that, as far as the Wordslinger podcast goes. If you're a fan of the show already, um, I think you're going to get a lot more out of it in the future. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you're coming in at the right time. I mean, I. I think this is going to be. I think it's going to grow into something really big. Now, on that uh, on that note, uh, for the first time, for some reason, I never did this before, but you can actually follow the Wordslinger podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Kevin Tomlinson. You can also follow the Wordslinger podcast. It's at Wordslinger Pod because that's as many characters as it would let me do. <laughs> so, uh, at Wordslinger Pod will get you on. Um, uh, will uh, allow you to follow this show on Twitter. Uh, you can also check in to the Wordslinger podcast page on Facebook and then, uh, you know, join the conversation there. Uh, I, you know, and I keep going back and forth about possibly starting a Facebook group. Um, I th- was hoping the page would become this, but, you know, a place for people to just sort of check in and ask questions uh, that maybe something they want to see on the air or <clears throat> further dive into, uh, you know, topics from the show or just, you know, meet and hang out with each other. I mean, I think it would be kind of cool. You let me know if you think that's something um, that would be useful. And, and and I'm trying to think of why I need that versus the uh, the actual page. But I know there are different benefits to each. So you let me know. Uh, but be sure to hop on and follow me on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, and everywhere. And uh, stay tuned because there's some big stuff coming up. I mean, I, I'm going to keep you in the loop through all of it. I'm not. I'm not really hiding. I'll have some secret special announcements from time to time, but uh, most of those will go at the end of the episode. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, we're 12 minutes in. Sorry about that. We're going to talk to uh, a great guy, actually, Armand Rosamilla. Rosamilia. Sorry, Armand. Armand Rosamilia. He's a, uh, well, among other things, he's an author. He's got a ton of books out. Uh, at the time that I interviewed him, he had four books coming out in that same month. It's just remarkable. But he also has uh, not just a podcast, but a whole podcast network. And he had me on his show, uh, which was a great experience. So uh, without keeping you any longer, let's dive in. Let's uh, let's chat with Armand. I think you're going to dig it. So Dirty Deeds, man. I I know everybody's singing the song right now, right? I almost sang it myself. So I spared you. And uh, hang on and I'll, I'll talk to you just after this interview. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, today I'm talking to a fellow podcaster, that's always fun for me, but he's also the author of the Dirty Deeds crime thriller series, uh, which I do want you to check out. Uh, I'm talking to Armand Rosamilla, who is, uh, you know, uh, as I just said, he's the author of the Dirty Deeds crime thriller series, and we're going to talk about that and uh, a few other things. So first, uh, welcome to the show, Armand. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you and I uh, pass in the night. I think um, frequently. Uh, I've had a couple of authors mention you to me, and uh, you know, talk talk about your show. So uh, I'm happy to have you on, man. Uh, I, I've I've also had the same <laughs> on the <laughs> other end where where they've said, "Hey, this is a cool podcast you need to check out," and uh, and hopefully you'll get interviewed on. So it's it's kind of cool yeah, to uh, finally be here. We're gonna we we need to do a little swap. <laughs> yeah. trade of service. So um let's uh let's start there actually. Let's talk about your show a little. Uh we'll get I do definitely want to get to your books, but uh let's let's talk about your show and, and what it's all about. Um I actually have two different podcasts. I do Armcast Podcast, which is basically me interviewing it used to be just horror authors. Yeah. Um but then I, I've expanded it into other genres, also filmmakers, actors, other podcasters, pretty much whoever I find entertaining that I want to talk to. Right. Um, we celebrate 150 episodes as nice. we're recording this. So it's been a good uh, a good three year run. I came from <clears throat> AM and then FM radio for a couple of years before that, and this was kind of the natural progression I saw for me to yeah. do. Um, and then I also do. Uh, a podcast called the Mondo Method Podcast with fellow author Chuck Buddha, and he's a newer he's a newer author. He's only been you know writing I guess full time for about a year now, and he's a huge fan of mine, which is always good for the ego. And we met a couple of times, and we started talking. And I said it would be great to do a podcast 
where the newer guy and someone who's been doing it, I've been doing this for a long time and I've been writing, you know, full time for about uh, six years now. Yeah. So let's, let's see if we can come up with a balance and I'll teach you things. And, and it ends up that he teaches me a lot of this stuff, even though we're the, we're the same age. Right. Um, uh, you know, promotion wise and publishing wise, he's, he's like a little kid and I'm like the old, the old man yelling, get off my lawn. So <laughs> right. we, we definitely teach each other a lot of different things, which I think is great. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I don't know him personally, but I, you know, Chuck uh, and I are connected on Facebook, and we're in some of the same, uh, running the same circles. So I know him fairly well, well, well enough. So he's a pretty good guy. I actually like yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a lot of uh, he's a lot of fun to be around. That whole sort of mentor mentee kind of um, uh, arrangement, I think, works out well for everybody. Um, you know, I've talked to several people who have kind of that approach, like. <clears throat> sort of the old and new, uh, I hate to say it like that, but, uh, the person who's been around for a while and they're introducing the uh, new guy, but the new guy is the one that usually has all the enthusiasm and goes out and finds all the latest stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and, a, it and, makes you know, for a nice balance. And it, and it gives you a nice little kick, a little, nice little boost when somebody is so excited about something. Um, <clears throat> for me, I, I put out a book, like four years ago called Cape Port Cthulhu. And it's, you know, Lovecraftian uh, set in a little fishing village in New Jersey, kind of like where I, around where I grew up. And the book never really did all that well. Right. And Chuck was a huge fan of this book and so much talking about it and talking about it all the time and saying, you got to bring it back out. It was out of print for a little while. And Chuck actually wrote a couple of short stories set in that world. Oh. And I, I put the book out again <clears throat> I did a revised and expanded edition and added a couple of short stories, uh, new ones myself. And um, it, it was like I would have never even thought about that because I have so many releases. Right. But because he was so excited about it and wanted to play in that world, we, we, we you know came to, well, let's just do it. And it's, uh, and it's doing really – it's probably sold more books in the two or three weeks it's been out than it did the entire time it was out. So. <laughs> Isn't that typical though? But sometimes – and I, this is what I tell – authors a lot is that you know sometimes the timing is what makes the whole book you know i mean you maybe you've got something that's been sitting on the shelf that you know never felt like it was right uh but then all of a sudden you know here you are and it's your best-selling work you know i've seen that happen to people i i wish we we could figure out the the secret formula here so i wouldn't waste my time putting out books that aren't going to make me millions of dollars you know? <laughs> Man, if I had that formula, we wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> that, you know, and that's what I always say. Everyone always says, you know, uh, when are you going to stop the podcast? I said, when I, when I hit my first million, yeah. I'm basically going to give everyone the finger and, and disappear. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking about it because I'm I, there's a part of me that thinks like that. Like, oh, man, once I, you know, once I hit a certain level, that's it. But then um, I'll get an email from somebody who listens to the podcast and, and they're just so excited and so enthusiastic and happy about what they're learning. And then I think, wow, it wouldn't hurt to keep doing it for a little <laughs> <Yeah>. while. <laughs> you know? yeah. And there's, and again, there's that, you know, it, it works with being an author and being a podcaster. Right. Um, you get that enthusiasm, you get somebody who, you know, starts sending you questions or asking you questions or, or uh, a, a lot. Now you get people who are do, trying to do their own podcast. Right. Which is, which is really awesome. I've, I've helped a lot. I've helped, four or five in the last year or two to start up their podcast. And actually I, there was a network called project I radio that I was on with both podcasts and the guy who ran it just, just got so busy. He had a new job. He's in uh, he's a recruiter for a very huge company in video gaming. And basically I bought, I bought the network from him and oh. it, it was great because those podcasts got to go in <laughs> You know, so I started, I, I brought you in and now I actually get to work with you and we all get to hopefully, um, you know, continue to, to do this for a long time. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you, uh, I, you like me, I actually was in radio, uh, for just a bit. And, uh, so that does seem like a natural progression, but why did you land on doing the podcast in the first place? Like what made you decide I need to have a couple of podcasts out there? Well, what happened was when I was on, you know, I was on AM and it, it was a buddy of mine who, um, who had basically opened a tiny little 
stationed literally on a pier on the beach yeah. in uh, in Flagler Beach and here in Florida. And he was looking for DJs. He was looking for something. So me and another author, we did like a Friday Night Writes, we called it, like a show, like a two-hour show where we would interview other authors in the area because there's a ton of different authors and stuff like that. And then after that, I would do like two hours of playing music. Yeah. But it was a Friday night, and now I'm leaving there at like midnight, and my eyes aren't that great, and I'm, I have night blindness, which mm -hmm. I realized doing that. And it would kill most of my Saturday because it was an hour. It was like an hour and a half drive away. When I got married, I, I moved up to Jacksonville, which is about, you know, an hour and a half. I was no longer 10 minutes away. Right. And we, we weren't getting paid. I mean, you're, you're FM. You're doing it for the love. But it just got to the point. Um, and I, I we had a conversation. And I quit. And literally like two weeks later, I had posted about it. And two weeks later, a guy who was doing like an Internet heavy metal station sent me a message and said, Hey, uh, I, I know you you're into this stuff. Do you want to bring your show over to my, uh, basically my online? So I did. And I did that for about three or four months, but it, all it was, was playing music. Right. So there wasn't a lot of talking. It was introducing stuff. And I said, yeah, let me, you know, let's figure something, you know, let me figure something out. And then I, I had listened to a few podcasts and I went to a world horror convention in Atlanta uh, about three years ago, and they were setting up. And there's there's Brian Keene and Jonathan Mayberry and Charlene yeah. Harris, and they're all being interviewed by these strange dudes that look like me and yeah. with all this equipment. And I started talking to them, and I said, hey, I'm, I, I had only been doing ArmCast for maybe like 15 or 20 episodes at that point. And uh, they said, well, join our network and we'll, you know, I was paying for it. Well, now they're going to pay for it and we'll do advertising and all this other stuff. So I loved it. And I jumped right in. And within six months, I started doing a second podcast with another author, which actually after almost a year of that, that fell through. And that's when me and Chuck basically just moved right in to yeah. that. Uh, my wife always yells. She's like, why are you doing? You got a full time writing career. You're running a, 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 an actual podcast network now and you're doing two podcast shows every week so where's the give and i say well that's sleeping or you know watching right. television right yeah i uh trust me i i do quite a few podcasts <laughs> it gets noted a lot and it's time consuming uh but it is rewarding uh you know it's funny though i find myself kind of getting I, not trapped i guess but um for lack of a better term i kind of get trapped into doing these. And then, um, before I know it, you know, I've got four or five, whatever, and uh, they take up a lot of time, but I'm always reluctant to walk on any of them, you know, cause yeah. people come to depend on it, you know? So that's cool, man. I, 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 I didn't have not had the experience of someone saying, Hey, why don't you join our network and we'll pay for everything. That would be kind of nice. <laughs> it's, it, you know what? It's a lot of fun. And then of course I'm very creative, um, so like everything's just scattered all over the place for me, but my wife is a, a commercial property manager. So when we started dating four years ago, it was, she made me spreadsheets and I have dry erase boards on the wall and I have a schedule and I'm, everything is all nice and organized for me. And yeah. we, we do a lot of conventions and a lot of book signings. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're doing four different book signings up in back up in New Jersey where I, I grew up. Yeah. Uh, at, at breweries, which is awesome, with a bunch of other authors. But she pretty much put a lot of that together and was kind of the, the, the one who said, hey, while we're up there, it's our anniversary, we're going away, but let's let's also make this part of your work stuff too. Right. So she does all that. And when we started doing the, you know, when I took over the podcast network, she said, I'm going to handle all of the bills, the, the advertising, I'm going to handle all of that stuff because that's what she she loves to do. She loves to number crunch and everything. So, yeah. Um, every now and then, I just say, "Hey, uh, can I run an ad, or how are we doing, or you know, I, I want to, we want to add this new podcast or whatever." And then we have our meeting over uh, while we're you know eating dinner, and it's uh, it, it, it works out nicely because she does not like any of the creative stuff. You know, she could right. care less what the podcasts are necessarily about or anything. She looks at me and goes, "Okay, how can we get advertising? What kind of?" advertisers will work on these shows and how much money are we spending yeah. for all these massive amounts of gigabytes every month and all that. So, right. Right. Hmm. 
That's cool, man. I yeah, I, I uh, my wife is pretty sharp about that sort of thing, but we haven't gotten to a point where she can help me with it yet. So we'll <laughs> we're working on that. So that's handy. You've got kind of your own built-in like business manager. Yeah. That's cool. I, I feel bad because she works a full-time job and oh, she yeah. travels. A, she travels a lot for work. So um, whenever I can grab her and and start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool though. Eventually, maybe you'll be, you know things will blow up enough that she doesn't. She can do that full time if she wants. <laughs> she's she's uh we we've joked about that, and she's the kind of person that has to work. She has to keep busy. She has to have a, a, a an actual job. Yeah. And it's kind of the same, and I'm sure with you too, as a writer or as a podcaster. You know, if I made no money doing this, I'd still be doing it right. because it's just part of my DNA. It's something that I love to do. I, I can't imagine not interviewing people and not, you know, talking shop. And I can't imagine not writing, not sitting down and having my daily goal every every day and, and every week and every month and every year and all that. I mean, it's just part of who I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to just be clear, for the most part, uh, I've always done the work without being paid. So uh, that's your proof of passion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. These days I, I get money for everything, but it's, you know, it's not like it's a ton of money and it's, it's still a more a labor of love. So, yeah. um, okay. So you do this stuff when uh, the, the obvious question is when do you actually find time to write? If you're doing this stuff all the time, I, um, I do this thing called it. It started out as I had uh, talked to Jonathan Maybury. Yeah. And he mentioned that his writing process is he writes at the beginning at the top of the hour, he writes for 45 minutes. Right. And then that last 15 minutes, he takes a break and he plays on email, goes to the bathroom, gets a cup of coffee, whatever he's got to do. So I started, I started doing that going, you know what, not, you know, it used to be, let me sit here for two hours and, and write 500 words. And then I, when I started doing that, I, I tweaked it over a few months and I found out that if I write, for the first 15 minutes of the hour, I average about 600 words okay. because I, I know I have a debt. Okay. I have to have, I'm looking at the clock the whole time. I have to finish this by 10, 15. Right. And it's usually like part of a chapter or the, or at least a scene or whatever in that, in that story that I'm writing. And I joked around, I called it the Mondo method. You know, uh, my real name is Armando. So everybody yeah. growing up called me Mondo. So I called it the Mondo method. I thought it was catchy. And that's where the, podcast name came from chuck said oh we got to use that yeah um so that's that's how i write so i will write two or three sprints a day that's really it but i'm doing my you know i'm still getting my word count in my right. word count is is a thousand ninety six words a day mm -hmm. is my goal and that equals four hundred thousand words for the year yeah and, and as long as i hit that i'm i'm fine with it yeah yeah yeah, that's the that's the method, man. I mean, you know, coming back to it each day, um, having a set number of words that you're targeting each day. You know, that's the advice I give everyone. <laughs> that's how you get a book done. That's cool. I, I think a, a lot of new authors and a lot of people who want to write, they look at it and go, "I need to write a seventy-five thousand word book." Right. And I say, "No, no, you don't. You need to write five hundred words today." Right. It is kind you know. of a revelation. Oh, and that's curious. And, I, and maybe you've thought about this a little more than I have, because I've, I've kind of wondered about it, like why, why people fall into that sort of trap. Um, I, and, and it is, it is sort of a, it's a matter of uh, looking too far down the road, I guess, uh, you know, concentrating too much on the end product rather than the means of getting there. But what, what how do you think about it? Well, it took me it took me a long time to to get to that point. I think what helped me is when I started dating my wife, and I remember having a conversation, and she said, "Well, how many words do you write a day?" And I'm like, "I don't know a lot." And she's like, "Well, well, how, do you keep track of it?" I'm like, "No, I just know. Hey, I got to write this book in two months or three months or whatever." Right. So she said, "Why don't Why don't you keep track of it for a couple of weeks just to just to see?" So she made me a just really easy spreadsheet. And when I really started putting in, I'm like, wow, I'm writing like 300, 400 words a day. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything. So I really started, I really started using it and, and it gave me, and I also started on Facebook a couple of years ago, I started posting Yeah. Um, how many words I had just done and stuff like that. And people would go, great. Or people would go, what are you doing? You know, you're wasting time or if I don't post. So um, 
it really keeps me honest where every day I can do, you know, first, you know, hashtag Mondo method. Right. Um, for Tuesday, 620 words in 15 minutes, you know, hashtag am writing. I mean, that's kind of, I do that. And if I do that the three or four times a day, it, people respond to it and it, it keeps me like, okay, people are paying attention. I have to, I have to do that. But, um, it took me so long to do that. Yeah. And especially when I started getting busy with, uh, deadlines and contracts and everything else, that was where it really, you know, I would go, Oh, I've been writing, you know, I write because I write like four or five different things at once. Right. You know, I have like, a, you know, always have four or five projects open at once that I'm writing on. And then I realized, well, I haven't written on this one in two weeks, but with the spreadsheets and everything and, and keeping track of it. And now I go, okay, I haven't written this in, I haven't jumped into this in three days. And now looking at my board, I'm behind. Let me jump back into whatever book I'm, I'm doing or a deadline's coming up. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And, um, I think it's interesting whenever I talk, there's, I talk to a lot of authors. <laughs> I talked to Dean Wesley Smith just a, a week or two ago. Um, I've talked to Jonathan Mayberry and, and ultimately there is a kind of, there's a similarity in the way we get things done. Eventually we kind of come to the same general area. Um, you know, tracking your words. Uh, you know, I, I have a spreadsheet that I use every day. I, uh, I pull my word count. I have, you know, my starting and ending word count. I have the starting and ending time. It gives me all that data that I can look at. And mm -hmm. I'm not really that good with that kind of data, honestly, but it is very cool, uh, to see it go and see how I'm doing. And then, um, the other things that you were talking about, you know, the sort of your target method and all that. I, I think it's interesting that professional writers sort of all evolve uh, in that same direction. You, you really, you really have, to, you really have to um, find that. It's, it's, it's kind of like finding your voice. You know, you write a bunch of. If you, if you started twelve years old, which is when I started writing, you know, uh, reading Dean Koontz books, and yeah. boom, that was it. I was going to be a writer at twelve, and it took me. Four 40 years to get there. Um, but you, you, you obviously the stuff I wrote as a teenager and now or five years ago or 10 years ago, I've, I've evolved and I've progressed and, and I've found my voice mm -hmm. right now, the best I can actually write at this moment. And it's the same with putting together your schedule and your spreadsheets and, and the way you do things and the way you handle this. Yeah. Um, one of the things me and Chuck talked about from the beginning when we started the Mondo Method is he was kind of writing in a in a vacuum. He was writing and putting stuff out like, you know, every – it felt like every two weeks he had a new book out. Right. Because all he was doing was writing and writing and writing. But he wasn't selling any of them. He was right. just self-publishing a bunch of books. And I said, wait, wait a few months until you start to get known and all this other stuff is going to get in the way of your actual writing and you need to be ready for that. And that's kind of where we are right now after about six months or so into the podcast where he's having a tough time adjusting to, hey, I'm not writing 80% of my day now. I'm writing 20% of my day. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh, – and, and that's that makes things tough, especially if you've gotten used to having all that time. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of people have all that time and they're not very productive. So <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe it works out. But um, – so tell me about Dirty Deeds, Crime Thrillers. What's uh, let's let's start digging in on that. What what's the premise there? Um, well, the original original idea was very very dark. I I tend to write I write mostly horror stuff. Yeah, and it's usually very character driven, but very dark, very realistic. You know, people are bad. <laughs> yeah, in a, a lot of my books, and I wanted to write this really dark. Um, like a hitman type of story. And my wife watches religiously investigation discovery channel. Okay. I mean, every show she tapes, every show and we watch it like all night. We're watching these shows, but I get a, a ton of ideas for, for stuff. Yeah. And, um, so the original, original premise was a guy who was trying to cope with himself because he's basically being hired by people to kill children. Okay. By like rock stars and senators and whoever, you know, like illegitimate kids, things like that. And it was a real, real dark idea. And I started playing with it and I realized, wait a minute, what if this guy really didn't actually kill these children? What if he rescued them 
and gave them new lives. Okay. And that was the that was the idea for that was the premise for Dirty Deeds. And I also wanted to make I, I wanted to write something with with humor in it, without um, profanity, without sex, without over the top violence. I, I wanted it to be more mainstream, mass market. That basically was what I was going for. And I wrote it, and I happened to see like the Kindle Scout had just started up, where they were taking basically submissions, and if you if they accepted your book, which was a long shot because they were, there was thousands of submissions every day, but if they took your book, you got a Kindle Press contract for the book, and fifteen hundred dollars advance, and um, you know the marketing of Amazon behind you. And I put Dirty Deeds up, and it actually won. And um, the book came out last February, and it did it did amazing. Uh, a lot of reviews, a lot of not only a lot of sales on that book, but a lot of sales on my backlist, which is over a hundred releases. Right. So all of a sudden, across the board, <laughs> everything doubled, which was amazing. Awesome. And um, so. And again, you you have that marketing. Whereas you put up a book in Amazon yourself, and you get what seven keywords. Right. They they gave you like twenty five. Um, you're usually in like two or three different categories you can pick. Mm -hmm. I was in like fifteen different categories. I was on front pages of everything. They run uh, ad. They just they just ran an ad at the end of um, March. A nine. It's a the two year anniversary of Kindle Scout, so they ran a ninety nine cent deal. Yeah, and my books. I, I think it got down to like fifteen thousand in uh, Amazon rankings, hmm. which is probably the, easily the best I've ever I've ever had. Right. And um, I paid the advance back within like three four months, and so now I'm just it's, I'm just making money with them. I decided with the second book to do it myself because uh, I basically had submitted the book and they wanted it, but. They didn't want to put it out. They wanted to wait like a year to put it out. Yeah. And I, I said, you know what? I want to do these every six months. I think this is like a fun, a fast read. Um, when the editor over there read it, they said, oh, my God, this is like Janet Ivanovich or Carl Heisen. Right. And I said, okay, I've never read either of those. My wife is actually a huge <laughs> Janet Ivanovich fan, and that's why she liked it so much. So that's kind of how who they marketed it to, those fans, which I guess was great. And um, so I just put the second one out like six months later, and then actually the third one came out uh, not too long ago. And then the next one, the fourth one, I'm already working, I'm almost done with. And that's my goal, to put two out every month. And it's just a funny, uh, it's a quick read. It's like 50,000 words. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, for me, it's a lot of fun, especially because I'm still writing a lot of horror stuff. I'm still writing a lot of, and it's not... Um, absurdist supernatural stuff a lot of times it's actually hard because real people are doing horrible things to each other right story so this is like nice and light and i get to put some jokes and stuff in and and uh it's first person and the characters has a lot of my quirks and personality in it yeah you know you you hit on something uh that i tell people all the time which i i, I feel justified now but that uh, once that book went out and was discovered, suddenly your backlist was being bought up too. Um, that that's remarkable because it's it's exactly what I tell people will happen, <laughs> but it's hard to point yep. at examples. But uh, it sounds like you you you're the proof now. I'll just start pointing people your way. That, <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yeah. See, that's exactly right. I mean, you start, that and it's justification also for the all that time you spent putting out books that no one bought. Um, right you know, suddenly you're making, you know, 12 times the amount of money you would make, uh, because now you're discovered. So that's, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, and, and it's a nice, what's great about that jump is it's, it's stayed steady like that. Right. So that's, and, and, you know, you, you always have to look as an author, you always have to look at this long term. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a ton of authors got in, in 2009. That's when I went full time. That you know, Amazon was brand new and ebooks were brand new, and they were just throwing books up at the wall, and we were making tons and tons of money. Uh, Jay Conrath is a, a huge example of that, who was one of my mentors with his blog and everything. Uh, over a three week period in December of I think 2009, mm -hmm. or maybe it was the 2010 period, that Christmas break, he made a hundred thousand dollars in three weeks on ebook yeah. sales. 
And it's it's crazy. But we were all making a lot of money then. It was the Wild West. Right. And a lot of a lot of those people that came in afterwards thought they were going to see that money, and they never did. And they they didn't look at this as a long term. So like all those all that backlist of books that we have, that's your long term investment. Right. Right. Um, you know, th- to hopefully get some some steady sales, even if it's a trickle, even if it's two or three sales a month, it doesn't matter. It's still a couple of bucks. Yeah. How how many books do you have out right now? I I actually took a lot of the serialized stuff down, but uh, I think I have 125 releases on Amazon. Man, that you you've put me to shame, man. You've got like three times the uh, the <laughs> volume I have. So cool. That's 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 outstanding. Um, I'm gonna catch up with you over the next like year, I think. Just well, well, you know what? I'm, I'm writing a lot. I'm writing a lot longer stuff now. Most yeah. of that was short stories and novellas. Yeah. And I've I've really um, ske- I had two years in a row where I had 45 releases each year. And then two years ago I had 29. Right. And then last, last year was 15. And I think this year will be 12 or 13. That'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I, I, honestly, I, I've kind of put my chips on short fiction, uh, not just short stories, but you know, shorter novellas and then shorter novels, novels um, in like, you know, 60,000 word range. Cause they, they seem to do well for me. So that's my bet, but that that doesn't mean it's you know worthwhile for everyone. But you know, it also allows me to put out a greater volume at high speed. <laughs> so yeah, which is which is important. I mean, uh, you know, the Amazon algorithms and all the other things that will drive you nuts. You know, yeah. trying to under, understand, but that's uh, that's one. I, I hadn't put out a book at the end of 2016. I had put out a. Um, I have a zombie series, which is still uh, my my biggest seller, yeah. called Dying Days, and I put out book seven, uh, like the first couple of days of November. But then I had nothing out until the last week of December, mm-hmm. and that was such a mistake because the all of a sudden the algorithms for Amazon just dropped for me. Right. I didn't I didn't have anything out in that thirty days, forty five days, which is what they're they're counting on. Right. And uh, and it was a, it was a huge um, eye opener for me. You know, it was a huge mistake. Yeah. And around Christmas, I didn't have anything new out, which was really stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you know, and now you're gonna well, yeah. make sure you have something every every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're up against time, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up, man. But um, I've enjoyed talking to you. It, it, it's very gratifying to talk to you, actually, because it sounds like we're kind of on very similar paths. Um, mm-hmm. you, you are seeing out a lot of theory that uh, that I talk about frequently. Um, I know this stuff works because I do it, but it's it's gratifying to be able to talk to someone else who's pulling this off. So, congratulations on everything. Yeah, no, definitely. It was awesome talking to you. I will. Uh, I definitely want you on uh, on the other end of this, and I want you on my podcast. Well, let's do it, man. I'm in. You count me in anytime. <laughs> perfect all right well everybody else hang out uh you'll hear the music start up just any second now i'm sure and uh you will get an update um on whatever's going on in the life of the wordslinger for all things armand you can check out his websites his uh you can find him on twitter we got all this stuff in the show notes make sure you go check out his books uh all 125 plus and growing of them um uh, and uh you know buy every one of them just do it all at once and get it over you might as you know you might as well you might as well <laughs> that way you don't that way you don't accidentally miss right exactly and get on the mailing list so you can find out about the new releases so all right uh thanks a lot armand we'll we'll uh hang out and we'll we'll chat just a second okay all right all right everybody see you next week or see you in like half a second i don't i don't know why i do that <laughs> I guess because in my mind, I'm wrapping things up uh, for that week's episode. You know? <laughs> anyway, a uh, little bit of housekeeping here at the end. Uh, I do appreciate you tuning in for this part. Um, this is where all the magic happens. Uh, if you would like to, I hope you, first of all, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Armand because he is a great guy. Uh, I follow him on Facebook. We uh, pal around a little. And uh, he actually has introduced me to a couple of folks that are going to be on the show, So, which is always great. I, I I love that. <laughs> but if you are, uh, if you want to help support the Word Slinger podcast, there's a couple ways to do that. First of all, um, you can do it with your questions. If you have questions for me or a guest, 
uh, feel free to pop in and ask those. You can go to uh, wordslingerpodcast.com and click on the contact button. Um, or you can call me. You can call me at 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673 and leave me a voicemail. Um, and I think there's a limit of a minute, one minute on that. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking into how I can transfer that number to something else. Because <laughs> the system I have, I, I'm not really all that thrilled with it. But at any rate. Um, and if you uh, want to leave me a voicemail, you can also click on there's a little orange tab on the right hand side of the screen on vo- on uh, wordslingerpodcast.com you can click on that it says send voicemail and that's a service called SpeakPipe where you can, re- you can just speak right into your computing device uh, I think you could do this from your phone as well but you just click that and it'll let you leave me a voicemail and uh, I think the limit on that one is like uh, 90 seconds <laughs> so a minute and a half uh, so you get a little more talk time um, I'm going to be upgrading that too but if you um, see this is part of this whole wordslinger podcast redo okay but if you uh, if you have a question for me you can leave it there if you leave your voicemail leave, make sure you tell me your name and uh, you know get you know let uh, if you don't want me to read your or, or play your question on the air please let me know I'll uh, I'll just keep it for my own personal benefit. But if you want to uh, have it played on the air, this is your chance. Uh, just tell me who you are so I can uh, attribute it to you. Uh, other than that, everything's good. So uh, that's one way. Now, you can also click on the Patreon button on wordslingerpodcast.com, and you can support the show financially that way. And like I said, I'm going to be upping the ante for this uh, eventually. Uh, you do what you like. I mean, uh, if you like the content of the show, I do appreciate it when you throw a couple bucks my way because that money goes into uh, paying for some of the overhead of the show. For example, um, even though I am building the site myself, I've, I've got to pay hosting costs and, and that sort of thing. So that's an additional expense uh, out of the Wordslinger budget. And uh, your dollars help pay for that stuff. So you're basically keeping the show alive <laughs> when you do that. Uh, so I appreciate that if you uh, if you feel led to do that. I, I bless you for it. Um, now, another way you can support the show is to hop on to iTunes, uh, find the show, search for Wordslinger Podcast, and leave a review. If you leave a review for the show, you can, you can rate it, like you know, give it like four or five stars. Uh, what I really love is when people tell me what they're getting from the show, like what they like about the show why they listen so that's a great place to do that and i do read those on the air unless you say otherwise in the comment i read those on the air and uh they are uh, man they those are powerful man i dig that i really dig hearing those so i appreciate when you do that uh the final way to support me and my work is to buy my books now i have i've gone all in i'm going to do an entire episode about this i think i've gone all in on uh the, the uh concept of being a thriller author. Now I have about 40 books out right now. That's growing. It's more than 40 at this point. But um, a lot of those are science fiction. Uh, my my sci-fi uh, trilogy, Citadel. Uh, my YA fantasy trilogy, Sawyer Jackson. Um, but you know, as much as I loved those books, I still love them. Uh, I have enjoyed writing thrillers so much, and I've gotten such a big reaction out of it that. Uh, you know, I kind of towed the line for a while. Like I, I, I didn't get far from the shore. Let's just put it that way. I, I stayed pretty close because I always thought, well, if this thriller thing doesn't work out, I'll just I'll swim on back to sci-fi land, and I was doing at least okay with that, right? But um, I recently, <laughs> this is part of my disciplined thought uh, training. I recently reread Think and Grow Rich. There's a story in there where he says a. Uh, he doesn't say who this was, but you know, a, a king or, or a great warrior. He leads his men into battle over the sea, and he he basically brings the boats ashore, and he burns all the boats, and he tells all of his men, if you want any hope of getting back to your families, getting back to your homes, we have to win this fight. And um, the illustration there is that you know, success comes best you know you're most motivated towards success if you uh have no way back <laughs> if you have no safety net if you have no boats to return uh you have to you have to win or you never go home and uh that's what i decided um 
I, I can't be in the middle. I got to decide and pull, you know, pull that switch and, and dive in. So I'm a thriller author now. That's what I am. So, uh, yeah, there we are. <laughs> and if you want to support me and support the show, um, go buy my books. Check out my thrillers. You can buy any of my books, and I appreciate it. But in particular, I'm trying to build up the uh, this thriller audience and build up, you know, the uh, revenue from that. So uh, go check me out. Uh, if you go to kevintomlinson.com slash books, you'll find all my books there. And uh, peruse that library and pick up what you like. You can also get my first uh, thriller, the Quelo Medallion, for free right from that site. Um, all you got to do, you'll have to register. I'm just going to throw that out there and be upfront about it. But you you can register, get on my mailing list. And from right there, uh, you'll get a freebie and uh, hopefully you're hooked for life. Then I've got you. That's how they get you. Anyway, um, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Armand Rosamilia. And uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled about this new direction for Wordslinger. If you have questions, if you would like to... Uh, make suggestions maybe about the uh, patreon campaign maybe about features you'd like to see or some whatever you'd like to uh to see happen with the wordslinger podcast but there's no guarantee it's going to happen but if you want to make suggestions i'm always open to that so feel free to go to wordslingerpodcast.com click on that contact button send me an email and uh i'm happy to uh chat back to you i always respond i may it may take me a while sometimes <laughs> <laughs> to some of you who have been waiting i apologize but i appreciate you uh reaching out i will get back to you um but at any rate thanks so much for tuning in god bless each and every one of you see my my voice is gone right now right in time uh but god bless each of you hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead i hope you uh will tune in next time i'm sure to have an amazing guest i always do so take care everybody Yeah.